Welcome to Champion Church of the Nazarene's weekly sermon podcast. Each week brings a new message that looks to invite you into a new life brought by Jesus Christ. We hope you are inspired and changed by God by the message brought by today's speaker. surveyor so we're in route and we'll keep you up to date as we go um, they, the surveyor we found is giving us an incredible deal because they are free will Baptist and they wanted to give us a church a church a good deal and they did and so we're thankful for that uh, we also have boo fest on Tuesday and so please come uh, we would ask if you come to please just dress appropriately and be in the church and don't dress in spooky stuff that might someone might say well, that reminds me of the devil. Um, devil's not welcome here. He's been rebuked, so that's okay. But just come and be a part of that and reach out to uh, the, the people that will come. Debbie Morales was here this week and made 5,286.3 card thing, pieces of paper. Not literally, but it, I bet she felt like it, to put in the bag. And so we are going to ask that folks come and help us put the, the stuff in the bags. Uh, what time... One of you Debbies. Today, after the service, forget Tuesday. Come, just stay around today and help them do that, and then it'll be done. And if it's 6 o'clock, am I remembering that? When are we doing that on, on Sunday? Or on Tuesday, please. 6 o'clock, okay. And then Karen and I would really covet your prayers. It's going to be an incredibly, insanely busy week. Um, and so I would just ask your prayers. Plus, if any of you have some ice chests we can beg, borrow, or steal, uh, we're going after the meat that we got. And so we're going to need some ice chests. So, um, but anyway, God is doing great things for us, with us, and among us. And thank you. Um, we want you to be able to be a part of that as we reach out into our community. Last week, as we as a congregation took an extremely bold step, we did something that has not been done in a lot of congregations very much, and I don't know from what I heard, they've never, you've never done that here as in the way that we did it. I'm not stuck on methods. I'm not stuck on styles of music. I'm not stuck on a lot of stuff that a lot of people get stuck on, except for this, I'm stuck on Jesus. And uh, however it serves Jesus and glorifies him and shares Jesus, that's fine with me. But we took a huge and bold step, and I think we're going to look back on that date and say this is when it changed, if and as we stay faithful. There were many of us who decided and to be willing to risk faith in God, to risk trust in God, to risk making a statement of faith that by trusting God and writing a name on a piece of paper to pray for that God was going to intervene in those lives, because let me just tell you, let me just tell you, when people are prayed for, God moves. You may not see the results very quickly, or you sometimes don't see the results. My grandmother passed away before my Uncle Woodrow became a Christian. But God is still faithful to the prayers of his saints, and you risk that. There are those that uh, say that that is insane. It is, it, is, it is risky. It is just audacious. And let me just share this response to you. You're right. In the human realm... In the human realm. And yet in the, in the holy realm, it is more than 
that to God. It is boldly, audaciously, riskingly, and totally committed to abandoning ourselves to faith in God to have the Holy Spirit of God moved by the will of God on the people we're praying for. We've been down through that list of cards. We do not tell you who wrote them. That's confidential. We, uh, those who came Wednesday, we prayed over them. Karen and I were here last night, and we prayed over every last one of them individually. We didn't say, Lord, here's all these cards. Be with each one of them. We went down by name. And I really believe that is what it's going to take. Because as I have interacted with you folks and as I've heard from you folks across the months and as I've seen the cards, there are some real tough things going on in some of your lives. And yet I still believe this. God is still the same. Yesterday, today, every day, and for every way. God has not changed. We've been celebrating in music. When Karen and I accepted your vote and call to be your pastor, I had shared with you that I would be transparent. So let me be so again. I want to share with you my philosophy of leadership. T-E-A-M, team. There's no I in team. We go together as a unit, as a congregation. Yes, I am, quote unquote, the ex officio leader. And that's what I should be because that's what you have called me to be and what God has appointed me to be. But we are a team. In that interview, they asked how I deal with boards, and I said it's team. And we've been doing that. I appreciate the fact that the board and uh, you folks have been letting me do that. I learned those lessons somewhat hard in dealing with Marines and other military people in dealing with prisoners in a max, ultra max facilities, in dealing with nurses that worked with me and under me as a director of nursing in another hospital overseas. And I found out this, when we go as a team, we get a lot further down the road. I had a Marine share it this way. You can go as a sniper and go faster and, uh, for one shot, but you go further incursions when you take in the whole unit. And he's right. We've got people here in the congregation that have served in the military and they know what I'm saying from training. But when we go as a team, we do a lot better. From that perspective, let me share what our leadership team has by faith and been bold to set goals of achieving as a church for the glory of God. And this is my accountability to you. These are one-year goals, one-year goals, and then we will expand from there. We will be faithful, first of all, to our mission statement, our mission statement, we will love others, we will serve God, and we will make disciples. Everything that we do has to come under that, whether it's Boo Fest and interacting with people and introducing the church, Angel Tree, interacting with people and helping them be introduced to the church. Whatever it is, that's what we will do. We will be faithful to the mission statement that this leadership team has come up with long before we were here and will probably be here. We may tweak it some, but it will be here after we go in ten and a half decades. All right, that's as funny as it gets. Um, we also have set some minimal goals to reach over the next year in being faithful to that mission statement. Our average attendance by a year from this Sunday, the Sunday before Halloween, we want to be running 50. 
50. On an average. That does not mean the big splashes of Veterans Sunday. That does not mean Easter. That does not mean Christmas. That does not mean Mother's Day. That does not mean your birthday. Or whatever. But what it does mean is averaging 50 by a year from now. We have set up for conversions and baptisms to have six in this next year. I happen to see baptisms as going hand in hand with conversions but can exceed the conversions because people can want to be baptized that are not saved in our church or be rebaptized. We've had that already this year. And for a, just as a side note, your pastor was out in the community this week and I shared this on Wednesday night. I was just meeting people in their yards and uh, a man said, aren't you the preacher, not the pastor, but the preacher, I love that. He must have been from Kentucky. Aren't you, from, aren't you the preacher up there at that church? And I said, sir, yes, sir, I am. And so we got to talking. As I stood in the yard, as I stood in a yard in our neighborhood, he shared with me that he was struggling with a certain kind of sin. And I was there about an hour and led him to Jesus. Six goals, one down, five to go. You see where we're going? Can you get excited about bringing people to Jesus? Can you get excited about bringing people into the church? Can you get excited about introducing people to Jesus and introducing people to this wonderful congregation? This is one of the best congregations Karen or I have ever been in. And she stayed in the same one for 397 years with her daddy. How many? 30, 32 years. Her dad pastored one church. 32 years. And this is one of the best churches either of us has ever been in. Come on down. You're the next contestant on the few place is right. And we want you to come and be a part and then invite and bring folks in. Membership, we have set a goal to gain, have a net gain of eight in one year, in this next year. I said a net gain. There are four who have transferred out, and that's okay. People will do that. We'll forgive them. We think they're backslidden Baptists. I'm kidding. We'll forgive them, but we want eight new ones. We've already been talking to some, and if I will say this on the Internet, folks, and to those who are here. If you're not officially a member, we would love to talk with you and have you uh, come to the point of consider that seriously. I'll sit down with you. We'll share what we believe. And if you believe it, we'll be glad to take you into membership. I feel it's my responsibility to share with you exactly what we believe first. But we will do it. You see, I just believe God's got great things for us financially. As we shared, we endeavor to be out of debt by the end of this assembly year. We've already got the uh, surveyor doing a piece of property back here. We are, where's Stephanie? Raise your hand. 28? Almost $29,000 in debt, and that's it. You folks were almost 70 at one time. That's less than half. Less than half. And we can do it. We have an anonymous check that they have for $3,000 already against that debt. Together, we can. You see, if you give this year, you get it off of your taxes this year. If you give next year, you get it off of your taxes next year. But either way, God wants us out of debt and put that money in ministry. And I really believe that. I understand why debt is needed at times. But I believe God wants us as a church to be out of debt. And we have a policy, and the, these, this lady here, Stephanie, 
as well as our auditor who audits us once a month, has a policy as well. Nobody knows who gave what, and I like it that way because it's, it's confidential, and that's just the way it's going to stay because I think you want that, you need that, and I expect that as a pastor. We set the goal of community involvement. We choose to begin to pursue our new season among us by sharing with people in the community once again. Red Cross has been contacting, and I've contacted with them. We may end up having some blood drives here. I don't know. We may, but that would be an opportunity to take those same pieces of paper that Debbie created and give them to people to introduce. I didn't say beat them on the head. If they don't come here, we're going to charge them. I said introduce. We've also started looking at community events, and one thing that the board and I, the leadership team and I, as well as the school district and I, as well as other people and I have talked about is March Madness again. Again. It was a tremendous program, and yet in the leadership team, we didn't do a good job of following up. We're going to do a better job of following up. There is uh, more veteran involvement and more, more veteran things that we want to do. I already shared with you about November 12. We will say the Pledge of Allegiance. We'll bring in the colors and we'll bring in the MIA flag because that's what we do when we bring in the colors. And then we will say the national, we will sing the national anthem. And we will have a song played through an electrical type setup through a, a, a trumpet or a bugle. And it will be taps in remembrance of the MIAs and KIAs. But we're going to celebrate. We will be looking into more involved with other churches in the community, not just Nazarene churches, but other churches. There is almost no involvement other than a Tuesday morning Bible study among guys that happen to be Christian, but I have not been contacted one time from any other minister in this, in this town. That will change. I want us to be more involved with each other. I don't know why we couldn't have community, community services of, say, the Friday night or Saturday evening before the, uh, the 24th of December this year. In other words, December 23. I don't know why we couldn't have poems, a uh, good Friday or a good Saturday service. I don't know why we couldn't meet with pastors in the community if they'll do it and just pray for our community. We're already working with First Church to see if we can do some joint things together for the youth. God is giving us a tremendous vision, and I'm sharing these things to say, will you join us? I've made contact with the uh, Board of Education uh, superintendent, and we're going to be trying to develop some ways to make contact with their basketball team as well to, for March Madness and other things, as well as maybe see if they've got an electric guitar player and a bass player so we can use them up here. I don't know. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. We will be looking at Bufest and the uh, Angel Tree again, as I've shared. That's the dream. So how do we apply this? What does that mean for us today? How does that affect us today on Sunday morning for a sermon? Luke chapter 2, verse 49, I do not have it up there, guys. I threw it in. Don't worry about it, okay? I'm, and I'm just being upfront with you. Luke 2, 49 is a story how Jesus was brought back to uh, his, his parents after they looked for him. They went three days away, went three days back, looked for him, and they found him. 
Why did you do this? And he said, don't you know I must be about my father's business? That's what we are called to do. Our theme this morning is standing firm, standing tall, faith that stands the test. Standing firm, standing tall, faith that stands the test. Our text this morning is from Isaiah chapter 7, verse 9b. If you are not firm in your faith, you will not be firm at all. The leadership team, under the anointing, I believe fully, of the God, the Holy Spirit, has set forth a vision and has set forth goals and has set forth ways to fulfill the great commission to go into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in and the great enabling utilization of Acts 1-8 and being baptized with the Spirit. But if we are not firm in our faith, we will not be firm at all. And our sermon in a sentence is this. Faith in God is faith about God and faith for God, for and in God alone. Point one will be this. Faith in God is dependent on God alone. Isaiah 41, 13, I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand, who says to you, do not be afraid. I see a lot of things in there. First, I see the I amness of that verse. I am. The same I am of the Old Testament who led them out of Egypt. The same I am who led them through the desert. The same I am who helped them overcome incredible obstacles and walk through the sea and walk through the river and walk over and conquer a lot of enemies. The same I am who, was call, who called them to go into the promised land and the same I am who is here today calling us to go into a new season of the history of the champion church. He delivered them the newness. Let, he led them into a new life, a new land, a new season, and a new and greater restoration. He brought them under other times to dwell for many years in Egypt. While they were there, he, God, built them up. In the 40 years of that, the last 40 years of that, Moses was being prepared. And then Moses came, and God used Moses to lead them out. And it is still through the annals of history, not just church history, but even secular history, they still point to that time as well led them into where he had promised, where he had prepared, where he had envisioned, a land flowing with milk and honey already planted, already good soil, already made ready, and all they had to do was go in and conquer the enemies that he said, I will deliver them into your hand. Here's my great concern for the church of today, in the United States of America especially. The great enemy that we face is apathetic acceptance. We're okay. We can keep doing what we're doing in the way we're doing it. God does not call us to sit. God calls us to go. And as I shared before, without a vision, the people perish. He has given us the vision so that we do not wander and then perish. And yet he has also given us the call, the power, the enablement, of the Great Commission, the commandment to go into, and the enablement of the Holy Spirit. Point B is this, 
Who takes hold of you? In that verse, I am the Lord God who takes hold of your right hand. Your right hand. I have you in the palm of my hand. I am faithful to lead you. I have your right hand in mine. The symbol of your strength is still needing the presence of my strength. You cannot do it alone. I cannot do it alone. We cannot do it alone. But we together have gifts and graces, callings and enablements that God has given us and wants to use through us, among us, and from us. You have come through times of believing still in me and have still been seen faithful. You have come through times of enduring and have been victorious. Ladies and gentlemen, this church would not be here today if there had not been that with you. Thank you. God now wants to explode you and expand you. And he wants to express himself through you. <coughs> Pardon me. <clears throat> You've come through this time by depending on your abilities and resources. And my hand has sustained you and really been who you were depending on. Now let's fully depend only on him with what we have, but not depending on what we have. You now have my holding of your right hand, and I am the same God who blessed in the past, preserved you in the past, led you from the past, and now has you for the present so that I can take you into the future. And the other thing I see about that verse that I want to share with you is this. Do not be afraid. A few weeks ago, I, had, I shared with you that the church Jesus will come back for is the faithful church, the fruitful church, and the fearless church. Do not be afraid. See me in all things. I am your strength. Call to me in all days. I am your ever-present help. Depend on me. I am faithful to you. I'll be honest with you, even as a pastor, there's times when I just feel, and that's all I can think. I'm not giving up. We've been called. I'm not giving in. But you feel, and there's no words. But he, the Lord God who calls me, is the same he, Lord God, who is the same yesterday, today, for every day, in every way. And he has not changed, and he is still calling this church to be the church he planted it to be. He planned it to be. He purposed it to be. And he goes forward for it to be. I have your future in my heart. Jeremiah 33, 3, call unto me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things that you do not know. Wow. In our mind, we can't even begin to fathom what God has planned for us, can we? In Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13, I know the plans I have for you. Thoughts of peace, not for evil. Give you a future, a hope. Then you will call on me. And go pray to me, and I will listen to you, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with your whole heart. Firm faith. Tall faith. Standing faith. Is praying faith. Firm faith. Tall faith. Standing faith. Is seeking firm faith. 
standing faith, tall faith, is whole heart surrender faith. And firm faith, standing faith, tall faith, is going forward with action faith. He was a saint of God. He was an older gentleman. He had worked hard most of his life. His trade was being a blacksmith. And he was alone. His wife had gone on before him. And he was alone. The money was lean, the food was scarce, and the resources were exhausted. As this saint of God one day was praying, a neighbor saw him and through the window heard him because he had the window of the living room door or the living room window open so the air would blow through. He didn't even want to run a fan. It was too much on the electric bill. The neighbor let him finish praying and then he came over to him and said this, why don't you just be content with where you are and quit putting God to the test? Well, now that's a real encouragement when you're praying, isn't it? Hear the words of this dear saint of God. He spoke in extremely soft tones, and yet the message resounded like a triple forte crescendo of the anthem of heaven. And he said, why should I choose that? God's never failed an exam. God's never failed a test. Where are you at today? Are you feeling tested? Are you feeling stretched? You have people you've been praying for and you haven't seen the answer yet. You have situations that you're seeking God for and you cannot get the breakthrough yet. You feel like you're up against the wall. Money lean, the food scarce, the resources exhausted, and people are mocking you or ignoring you and not even trying to understand you. Ladies and gentlemen, God has never failed an exam. We've got at least two teachers and plus a substitute, three teachers and at least one substitute teacher in this congregation today. They give exams. They have given exams. And I'm sure they've had students fail exams. Karen had one in all of her years. No, I'm kidding. Emily said none of hers fail. It must have been all Debbie's. God always has an A+. I do not always understand the formula. I do not understand a lot of math. I understand this is a calculator and you punch it. I can do addition, multiplication, subtraction, and division and some basic algebra. Basic algebra. But God always aces. You see, I think we're going to look back on this time and we're going to say, historically, that was a watershed time. Either we put God to the test and we follow through and we possess the vision and we work and go into and become or we get passive again.
Timothy, we're going to stop there. We've got other points, but that's enough. I think we understand what we're trying to say, I hope. Will you join with me? Faith in God can move a mighty mountain. Faith can calm the troubled sea. Faith can make the desert like a fountain. Faith, it can bring the victory. I had not planned this, but I want to do it. I think I really feel, I really feel led to. I want your head bowed, your eyes closed. Minds bowed, minds closed. I want to ask if you will recommit to putting God to the test. If you will recommit to proving God by the test, not just happenstanceably, but just totally abandoning God to God and working like there's no tomorrow, because for some people there may not be. If you will commit to those people that you wrote on the cards and just say, I just wanted to talk, call you and tell you we love you and we're praying for you. And just see where God's going to go in this next year. I'm going to ask you to stand. I'm going to ask you to stand and say, God, I don't understand how, I don't understand what I'm to do, but I still commit to you. I believe God wants to do something in our church. I'm going to ask you to stand right now. This is, this is not a typical, as you would say, altar call. What this is, is an untypical surrender call. It is an untypical, audacious, bold, trusting call. It is a faith call. It is a faith call. Jesus, I'm not looking, I don't know who or how many are standing. That's your business and it's up to you and them. But this I do know. I've heard people rise and we've got people standing, some at least. And now God, we're going we're gonna to put it to the test to see how much and how miraculous you're going to work. Not it, but how much. We may well have under estimated what you're going to do but we're still going forward and we're still trusting in the same God that says call unto me and I will answer and I have great plans for you for we like you Jesus must be about our father's business Lord, this has been a lot more pastoral, but that's okay. But you're the great shepherd. You're the great pastor. So lead us. Keep us faithful. And make your rewards incredible. In Jesus' name.
and all God's people said, Amen. Thank you. You are dismissed. Thanks for listening to Champion Church of the Nazarene's weekly sermon podcast. We hope you were inspired by this week's message. We'd love for you to join us on a Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. We are located at 3924 High Street Northwest in Warren, Ohio. You can also join us on Facebook Live. For more information about our ministries, or if you'd like to contribute to our ministries online, visit us at championnaz.org.